You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. If you were just joining us today, you if you weren't here last week, uh, we're, we're in this theme called Rebuild. And... Um, and, and, and so we're, we're continuing on. This is week four of our series, Rebuild. And Josh, you didn't even know it was a series, huh? I just made that up right now. Uh, um, and uh, so this is week four, and we're looking, at, um, we're looking at this idea of God wanting to use us to rebuild, to rebuild something in our hearts and in our lives. And, and, and so uh, last week, we looked at the story of Elijah, and, and we talked about uh, God calling Elijah out of the cave. You guys remember that? God called Elijah out of the cave, and when he called Elijah out of the cave, he told him two things. He said, go anoint Jehu to be king, and he said, go anoint Elisha as your predecessor. And, and I took that as saying, God's, God's calling you out of your cave. God's calling me out of our cave so that we could establish his kingdom and that we can make disciples. And so uh, today and next week, we're going to be continuing that theme, that idea. Today specifically, establishing God's kingdom here on earth. And I'm excited about that because there's some messages that, uh, that are just kind of easier to study for. And there's some messages that kind of just, that it stretches a little bit. And so I'm, I'm excited because this message stretched me to the core. And, and so um, that's, my, that's my preface. If it doesn't make sense, it's because it stretched me. But I will say this. If it doesn't make sense, we have a small group of the Sunday recap messages on Monday. Uh, so you can jump on that if you have questions and if I confused you and if you leave more confused. Um, but but so to, this morning, I want us to look at this idea of establishing God's kingdom on earth, heaven to earth. And, and the verse that, that I want us to look at is just going to set our... Our theme is Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. Very familiar verse because this is the verse when Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. And he starts off in verse 9. He says, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse 10 says this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As on earth as it is in heaven. And so this morning, I just want to talk to you from the subject, when heaven invades earth, when heaven invades earth, let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for what you're already doing in our hearts and in our lives. God, I thank you that you're ministering to us even right now. God, I pray that, um, that the message that you've placed in my heart, that it would come forth in clarity and in boldness. God, we want to leave here uh, changed. We want to leave here different. God, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. Father, we love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say amen. 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 So I think I grew up in a pretty, uh, pretty uh, different household in that not everyone uh, was raised in a home that had designated rooms to look at but not to use. <laughs> and so growing up, we had a room in our house that, that had a couch that you couldn't sit on. Uh, I think, I, if, if my memory serves me correctly, there was actually plastic on the couches. Is that true? That's, that's true. My mom is nodding yes. So, so in our house, we had, it was probably the nicest couch in the house. 
and uh, there was plastic. So you couldn't sit on, on that couch. And uh, the carpet, uh, the carpet, like you could not walk on the carpet. The carpet, it was there just so you can see the lines in the carpet. Right? Like, see, I'm a pastor, I would not lie. And so, uh, <laughs> and so there were lines on the carpet, right? Like, if we wanted to be rebellious, we'd put a footprint on there, right? Like, that, that's, that's us living on the edge. And, um, and so not everybody grew up that way. Not everybody had a couch that you couldn't sit on, carpet that you could not walk on. And so whenever I had friends that came over, um, they, would, they would attempt to sit down on the couch, and I would say, hey, what are you doing? You can't sit on that couch. And they're like, Hey, what are you doing? You can't walk on that carpet. It's not walkable. They're like, what? What does that even mean? And uh, so I feel like this kind of just got me triggered, right? When, so when I went to my friend's house, and uh, I, would, I would be hesitant to sit down. on the Like, can I sit? Is that cool? And they're like, why wouldn't you be able to sit? I don't know. I don't know. Can I walk on that carpet? Yeah, thank you, D. Oh, I got some sympathy. It was a hard life. It was. Um, and so, like, I would go to my friend's house, and, and I would just be triggered just because of, of how it was at my home. Um, but, but I was thinking about this. Imagine this. Imagine this. Use your imagination. Imagine that you invite me over to your house, okay? Imagine you invite me over to your house. And, uh, like, you don't have rules like how I had rules growing up. Like, you're like, hey, that's a couch. You can sit on the couch. That's carpet. You can walk on the carpet, okay? Like, imagine you invite me over to your house. And, um, and you are about to sit down on the couch, okay? And this is your house. And I'm like, hey, don't you dare sit on that couch. Like, you would be like, yo, John, are you crazy? This is my house. Like, imagine if you invited me over your house and, and you were about to step on the carpet. And I was like, don't you take another step. <laughs> like, you would look at me and you would say, John, that is crazy. You're weird. This is my house. Like, what, why are you trying to impose your house rules at my house? Like, you would just think I'm crazy, right? You would think I'm weird, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yet, what we see here in the verse that we read at the very beginning, when Jesus said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus is saying, I want you to take kingdom rules and bring them to earth. And when you just read that, you're like, oh, that is so weird and bizarre. And yet this is what Jesus is instructing us when he tells us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So within this verse, Jesus, he, he, uh, he establishes three important things um, that, that I think is very vital for us. The first thing that he establishes is in, in verse 10. We could put that verse up there too, Josh. Uh, the first thing that Jesus establishes is this, that there are two kingdoms, right? There's a kingdom of heaven, and then there's a kingdom of earth. Now, the kingdom of earth, we kind of get that, right? Like that's this, 
the kingdom of earth, it's tangible, like you can see it, like we, this is the kingdom of earth. Interestingly enough, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, the apostle Paul writes that Satan is the god of this world. Isn't that crazy? But it kind of makes sense, right, with all the craziness that's going on. And, and so, so, so the kingdom of earth, this is the kingdom of earth. We're living in the kingdom of earth. We're, we're, we're this, like our time on the kingdom of earth, right? So Jesus in this verse, he's establishing that there is a kingdom of heaven, earth, excuse me. But then he's also establishing this idea that there's a kingdom of heaven. And I think if we're honest, the kingdom of heaven is a bit more confusing to understand. I've, I've had coffee with people that started talking about the kingdom of heaven. I'm like, I have no idea what you're referring to. Like, I'm trying to comprehend what you're saying. And so I think, let's kind of look at what the kingdom of heaven is. And then we're going to jump on. So we're just going to go a little teaching for a little bit, and then we'll, we'll start gaining some, some momentum. But the kingdom of heaven, I, I, I broke it down to three things, okay? So the first thing the kingdom of heaven is this, is the revelation of the generosity of God. The, a revelation of the generosity of God, right? God was so generous that he gave his one and only son for you and for me. Like God is so generous. And so the first one is a revelation of the gener generosity of God. For God so loved the world. What did he do? That he took. No, no. He gave his only son. And so, so the kingdom of heaven, it's a revelation of the generosity of who God is. The kingdom of heaven is my response to God's generosity. Okay, so God didn't just, God wasn't just generous, but he's given me an opportunity to respond to his generosity. Right, we call that salvation. And, and, and so he, he's given me the opportunity, I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, behold, all things are made New. So God, God, uh, the kingdom of heaven is, is not just a, a revelation of the generosity of God, but it's also a response, my response to the generosity of who God is. Okay? So we have revelation, we have response, and here's the third one a revealed reward for those who are in Christ Jesus. So God's generous. He loved me so much that he gave his son Jesus. I have an opportunity to respond to that. Some people have responded. Some have not responded to the message of the cross. When I respond to the message of the cross and I say, Jesus, I want to make you the Lord of my life, the boss of my life, uh, Scripture says I am now saved. I am now made new. And when I'm made new in Christ, watch this, there's a reward for me. And this is an eternal reward, right? But here, it's not just it's, it's not just an eternal award. But but it's it's Jesus. Um, let, let's read this verse. Um, Romans eight verse seventeen. And since we are children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share His glory, we must also share in the suffering. And so, Jesus, or excuse me, Paul is establishing this idea that when we make a decision to follow Christ, like there is an eternal reward. Like we are all of a sudden, we are not slaves to God, but we are heirs. We we are children. Like we share in the royalty with who God is. And, and so when, when the kingdom of heaven, it's, it's, it's a revelation of, of who God is, the generosity of God. It's my response 
to that generosity, but the kingdom of God is also a revealed uh, reward. This idea that, that there is more to life than just right here. There is more to life than what we just see here on earth. And so Jesus, in verse 10, we could put that back up there, Matthew 6 and verse 10, Jesus, he's establishing three things. The first thing he's establishing is that there's two kingdoms, kingdom of earth, kingdom of heaven. Here's the second thing that Jesus establishes is that the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth are at odds with one another. There's probably no better verse, there, there may be a better verse, but no better verse that I know of that explains the, 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 um, the um, divide between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth than found in John 10.10. 10. This is Jesus. This is what he says. Uh, he says, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. Who, who's the God of this world? Same, right? So, so uh, the, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but God came, or Jesus came so that you would have life and life to the fullest. And so these two kingdoms, they're constantly headbutting. They're constantly like, they, they, it's like oil and water, right? Like they're just, they're constantly separating. They can never feel like they're going together. Is that just me? Like the kingdom, when you're kingdom-minded, it always seems like you're counterculture. So, so kingdom, kingdom-minded, being kingdom-minded, like it, it always feels like I'm, like I'm clashing with culture, right? Because culture says live for yourself, but scripture says be selfless, and there's like this tension that's happening, and so Jesus, in verse ten of Matthew chapter six, he's letting us know that there's two kingdom, ugh, these two kingdoms, but these two kingdoms are at each, at odds with one another. They, they, they don't go together, which is okay. But then the third thing that he lets us know, he establishes, is that the kingdom of heaven is called to infiltrate earth. The kingdom of heaven is called to infiltrate earth. He says, pray on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, pray heaven to earth. Bring heaven to earth. So the kingdom of heaven really is mission-minded. The kingdom of heaven is, is, is really focused on this idea of bringing heaven to earth. Watch what Jesus says. Luke 4, verse 43. I don't know if we have that verse, but uh, Jesus said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God, the generosity of the Father, the ability to respond, and the reward that I have in those who are in Jesus. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns, too, because that is why I was sent. So Jesus, the Son of God, who is God, came to earth for one reason, to proclaim the kingdom of heaven. He said, that's why I was sent. Christian is this idea that we are Christ-like. So if Jesus lived it, we reflect it. And so if Jesus was mission-minded about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, then guess what? So are we. And so this morning, what I want us to do uh, is give you three ways that we establish heaven on earth. Three ways that we establish heaven on earth, and then we're done. The first one is this. The first way that we establish heaven on earth 
is when we walk in power. When we walk in power. So the disciples, uh, the first time that Jesus sent out his disciples to, to, to do their thing, to share the good news of, of, of Jesus, of heaven, uh, they, they, they were doing miracles. They were doing all kinds of things. Like they walked in the power and the authority of God. And they came back to Jesus, and their minds were blown. They're like, Jesus, you would not believe. Like, we laid hands on the sick, and they were healed. We cast out demons, and they were, they were freed. Like, you would not believe, Jesus, what we were able to do. They were blown away. But I love Jesus' response um, in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19. He says this. It's almost as if, as if he was like, duh. But then he goes on to say this. He says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And so when I am kingdom minded, when you are kingdom minded, we, we have the ability to walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. And when I walk and choose to walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, guess what? I'm bringing heaven to earth. So when I'm walking in the power that God has given me, guys, heaven, earth, heaven, earth. When I choose to lay hands on the sick, when, when, when someone's not feeling it, and I choose to lay my hands on them and pray, Jesus, by your stripes I am healed. Do you understand what you're doing right there in that moment? I'm bringing heaven to earth. When I choose to live a life that is selfless, when culture is tell me, telling me to be selfish, and I refuse to, guess what I'm doing? I'm bringing heaven to earth. When I go about and tell people about the goodness of God and his, and his son, Jesus, and I'm establishing this idea that God sent his son to come save me, guess what I'm doing? I'm bringing heaven to earth. When I walk in the power and the authority of, of the Holy Spirit, I am bringing heaven to earth. Here's the second thing. And uh, Joe, you can come up because I'm almost done. Second thing, when I establish heaven on earth, I walk in humility. So check this out. Walking in power doesn't mean that I walk in pride. Walking in power doesn't mean that I walk in pride. There's so many times when people who walk in the power and the authority of, of, of the Holy Spirit, they walk around prideful. They walk around like, ooh, look what I can do. <laughs> when I walk in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, I walk in humility. I walk in humility. So this is the very next verse that we just read in Luke chapter 10. So the disciples, remember, they, they came to Jesus. They're very excited about, about this and about what they were able to do. And, uh, and, and Jesus, his response is like, I've given you the authority, right? We just read that verse. And then the very next verse, he says, however, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you. Wait, what? I thought... He said, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So, so the disciples are coming back. Whoa, Jesus. Peter's crazy, Jesus. Peter, like, he spit on somebody. And, like, they were, they were healed. Like, that's so amazing, huh? 
And Jesus is like, that's cool. But, that's cool, but he, he said, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that the name, that your names are written in heaven. So Jesus, he, he's saying in response to his disciples, that's cool, but there's more at stake. Walk in power, but walk in humility. See, when I realize that my own self is not good enough to save someone's soul, and when I realize that if I lay my hands on someone and that's sick and they become healed, that is not because of anything that I did. So how can I be prideful when everything I'm doing has nothing to do with who I am? The power, the authority that, that I have as a believer has nothing to do with who I am. It has everything to do with who God is. And so I need to walk in humility. And so we're looking at... Uh, three ways to establish heaven on earth. When I walk in power, I bring heaven to earth. When I walk in humility, I bring heaven to earth. And here's the last one. When I walk in conviction, I bring heaven to earth. This perhaps is my favorite, my favorite one. And I'm gonna read this verse, 1 Peter chapter one and verse 14. It says this, as obedient children, so he's speaking to believers. Do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. Hello. But just as he who called you is holy, so you too be holy in all you do. So Peter is saying, hey, now that you're a new creation, it's now that you're a new creation, it's live holy as the one who has called you has lived holy. So the moment, the moment that I decide to make Jesus the Lord, the boss of my life, is the moment the Holy Spirit comes and he brings conviction. One of, his, one of his roles is conviction. And he brings conviction in my heart. So now all of a sudden, the things that I used to love, I should at least feel a bit convicted now. I should, I, should, I should feel a bit convicted in, in, what I, in what I'm doing. And so when I live in conviction, I'm bringing heaven to earth. And here's why. Because when I live in conviction, I'm establishing. When, when I live in, convi in conviction, it acknowledges that I am subjected to an authority greater than mine. So when I live in conviction, it, I'm acknowledging that, I, that I'm subjecting my authority to someone greater than me. Because think about it. Normally, people don't place conviction on things that, they, that are pleasurable, right? People don't normally put convictions on things that they love. People don't normally put, place conviction on things that bring pleasure. Like in all my friends like, that, that don't know Jesus, I've never once went out with him and they get smashed and never once never once have have they ever been like the next day oh I feel so bad ah. 
People don't place conviction on things that they feel that they get from. And, and, and so this idea that when I walk in conviction, I'm letting people know that, that I don't live for myself, that I have someone that's over me, that's greater than me, that convicts me, that, 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 that tells me what's right, what, that tells me what's wrong, that, that convicts my heart, that convicts my spirit. And here's the crazy thing, is that when I choose to not walk in conviction, it's counter to bringing heaven to earth. Because when I choose to not live in conviction, it brings confusion to those who are unbelievers. And so I got to live in conviction. When I can say no to something that everyone else is doing, because I know what what scripture tells me, what Jesus tells me, something happens. Something happens with those people that are around you. They may say, oh, that's, you're a loser. But they also will probably think, I'm like, I don't understand why they just said no. I don't understand why they just, and what we're doing. When I live in a spirit of conviction, I'm bringing heaven to earth. I'm bringing heaven to earth. Listen. Church, you are called to bring heaven to earth. I'm called to bring heaven to earth. That when I walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm bringing heaven to earth. When I choose to walk in humility, I'm bringing heaven to earth. When I walk in conviction, I'm bringing heaven to earth. Come on, if that's what Jesus' heart was, then man, that should be my heart. And hopefully that should be your heart as a believer, as a follower of Jesus. And I love this because God is so gracious. Because there's a lot of times when I have not walked in authority and power. When God's told me to pray for someone and I was scared. And I said, nope. So if that's you, you're not alone. There's many times when I get done with a message and I'm like, yeah, that was good. Praise God, someone just got blessed. Ooh. Sister Susie was bawling, praise God, tears from the Holy Spirit. Right, like there's times when I can get prideful with the gift that God's given me. And so if that's you, you're in good company. And there's some times when I don't listen to the Holy Spirit convicting my heart. Sometimes when I just try to silence him. And so if that's you, you're in good company. That happens to everyone. It happens to all of us. And that's why the generosity of who God is is so amazing. Because he constantly is calling you. When you fail, when I fail, when I'm down, he does, he's not saying stay there, you wretched pastor. 
He's calling me back up. He's like, hey, I got something. I'm not done with you. Get up. Come on. Come on, I need you. I need you to usher in the kingdom of heaven. I need you to infiltrate earth. Come on. When you're down, come on, the grace of God, it compels us to get back up. To dust ourselves off. And to keep walking. And to keep establishing the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. Amen, somebody. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.